When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Outside your window may not be great, but what if everything was super? That's the question we're asking here on Post Show Recaps, the Everything is Super podcast, where we're talking all things super heroic, currently focused on the Marvel Cinematic Universe's What If, which just ended on Disney Plus this past week, plus as threatened, as threatened, not even promised, but outright threatened, we are talking about Venom 2 today in full spoilerific detail. We will do that during the second half of the podcast. You'll have plenty of spoiler warning at this point. But this is the point where I tell you I'm Josh Wiggler, and I am joined here by my uh, symbiotic alter ego who's constantly trying to eat people, Kevin Mahadeo. They just taste so good, Josh. The people. So delicious. I just need to eat their brains in chocolate. What if he dips their brains into chocolate? There is... Listen, uh, first of all, if you haven't watched Venom 2 yet, lightest of spoilers, chocolate and brains, very tasty to Venom. Um, There's got to be like a a top chef somewhere out there, Kevin, who is uh, going to be hired by Sony and or Marvel to put together like a gourmet chocolate and brains dish for like a Venom-themed event. Listen, if you don't know, it's it's over now, but the show iZombie on CW, that was yes. a big thing because the main Chocolate character and, lived. And brains were, was a thing or brains like gourmet and other brains? Stuff. There was gourmet, gourmet brains. She always tried Got to it. mix it into like food to make stuff. So like certainly one of the episodes had her in some sort of like chocolate fondue brain type situation mm. but it was one of the funnest parts because you got to see like Lovely. the cooking of it the chopping <laughs> it, that show is i highly recommend that show also it's it's a great great show especially if you're a rob thomas fan yeah. not a matchbox 20 fan but maybe also if you're a matchbox my brother fan, loved like, iZombie. i never got into it i never did it uh but it's because you never uh, did veronica mars man i the never did rob veronica thomas mars. Is, is party yeah. down for you which is a good one mind you but i haven't even done all of party down uh, oh my so, god! How are we friends? Uh, listen, I know <laughs> this you. Is asked why this is why I keep trying to eat you. <laughs> I know you ask this question all the time. When the truth is, we're such good friends that we pod- <laughs> podcast about uh, super uh, stupid superhero stuff every single week together. And uh, you're never going to escape that vortex. Uh, much like uh, how certain characters are not going to escape some kind of crystalline alternate uh, multiversal prison by the end of the What If finale, which will be the first thing that we're going to talk about today. Because 
what if is over. Um, and you don't even have to ask what if it continues into season two. It is confirmed for a second season. There are interviews, uh, out there in the wild. Kevin, I don't know if you've been reading any of like the postmortems on what you if. No, I have it. <laughs> I know you haven't. Um, do you care to know any of that stuff or uh, like? Sure. I mean, I'm um, fine with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're already working on it. Uh, they've got certain episodes that, uh, there, there's one specific episode from season one that didn't make it into season one due to COVID related delays that is now going to be in season two, which makes something from this finale make a lot more sense. So we'll talk about that. Um, and we'll talk about the finale itself, which is as we had anticipated, um, a big what if crossover. Uh, what if old, uh, what if the watcher broke his oath is, is what this one was called. Uh, and, uh, we get to find out that answer. We'll talk through that answer. Uh, before we do all of that, just a quick word. It is the birthday month of the post show recaps Patreon program. Kevin, did you know that? Is that something that you've heard yet? I feel like I may have heard whisperings of it, but I feel like what we really need is a party to really get it going. Oh, wow. Are we going to have a party? Like an actual uh, post-show recaps Patreon? A post-show post party just sounds like an actual thing. Like, just, that's yeah. things people do. I mean, I mean I think that's kind of what is... it's like, uh, you know, a post-show recaps party is sort of what it's like literally all of the time when you're a patron of post-show exactly. recaps. That's you're the co- real party, Josh. The party never stops because you get exclusive podcasts specifically for the post-show recaps patron feed, and you get access to our incredible community where we're interacting with so many people who listen to everything super other podcasts on post show recaps talking tv talking movies talking all sorts of stuff watching movies watching tv with the patrons of post show recaps on the post show recaps patron discord uh which is where our community is hosted um the full discord is available at the ten dollar level but throughout the month of october we have launched what we call the campus tour program where the post show recaps patron discord is open to patrons at the five dollar level so not only are you getting those exclusive podcasts like why a which is kevin mahadeo's young adult podcast that he does with melissa woodward you're not only getting podcasts like that but at that $5 level, at that first tier, you are getting to hang out with us in the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord all throughout the month of October. It's been such a fun thing. We've met so many incredible people so far. We're really hyped because we just found out, Kevin, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, I just got this sense across my desk that we're meeting you uh, in the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord at that $5 campus tour level. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. Yeah, you. The one. Yeah, it's you. That's you. I can't believe that you're going to sign up. It's so exciting we're really really hyped about it can't wait to meet you you're going to patreon.com slash post show recaps just you know hitting that binge watcher level and you are coming into the post show recaps patron discord kevin can you even believe that i mean it's pretty exciting to say the least i am so excited to meet you out there uh the same way i actually met can't believe it's you that's so great i know Uh, i'm gonna give a shout out to a brand new ten dollar eleven level patreon uh subscriber uh named bram who part of the the discord fun is that you know there's all these live chat channels and i hopped in there today and he's brand new he was at the five dollar level he did the campus tour loved it so much that uh jumped into the ten dollar level joined us today for a quick chat and it was really awesome getting to talk to him uh we had a, a really fun conversation talked about survivor season 41 um talked about some video games so that was really awesome just 
seeing someone who did the little tour around campus, enjoyed it so much, and hopped onto that $5 level. And I got to chat with them, which was really fun on just a complete whim, because that happens every now and then. You just hop onto some channels and you're like, let's just talk about this topic. Uh, so that was really great. It's really, I would really love fun. I to see you out there as well coming on in. Yeah, uh, an additional shout out to Bram. This is Bram's second podcast shout out on Post Show Recaps this week for this very same reason, uh, having previously been shouted out on Lost Down the Hatch. Don't let it get to your head, Bram. But hey, you out there, maybe it's going to be you who's going to be talking with Kevin about Survivor 41 and all sorts of other things. Sounds like it's going to be, and that's just so great. It's so exciting. Can't wait to have you on board. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. Don't know why I'm even repeating those words. You already know you're at the site right now. It's so exciting. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Um, Kevin, we are going to throw it to our sponsors super quick for this episode of Everything is Super. And when we return, we are going to talk about the what if finale. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's get into it, Kevin. Crossover Central on Um, Marvel's What If. To quote an actor who is part of the MCU, but from one of his other famous, famous roles, boy, do I hate being right all the time. Uh, Oh, no. Are we starting here? We're starting here. I mean, Kevin. I'm I'm not the only one. Give it a chance. You and I both talked about it, right? Right all the time in terms of the uh, what happened. Not not enjoying it, but the what happened, right? Like the team up. The multiversal crossover uh, is what we got in this episode. Sure. I'm Guardians of the Multiverse, baby. So that part, listen, I <laughs> Marvel, I don't I don't know what to like. I hate to be like, goddamn, Marvel loves punking DC. Yeah. But Marvel loves punking DC. Because here's the thing about Guardians of the Multiverse. The way this episode starts. With Uatu going to these different universes and to each of them being just like Gamora, blah, blah, blah. You know, like you have been chosen. As he kept doing that, I was like, this is Green Lantern. Because the Green Lantern, which is a DC Comics property, a famous thing is that a guardian, as they're called, will show up and be like, you have been chosen. You're welcome to the Green Lantern Corps. Right. Those people are called the guardians of the universe. And the fact 
that they called this group <laughs> after doing You Are Chosen, the Guardians of the Multiverse? Man, the Kohanas on these guys. I love it. Marvel got there first. What do you want? DC should have done better things with their movies. I agree. It's amazing. We'd be in a different world. They had Green Lantern. They biffed it. You know, they like, biffed it real bad. They biffed it so bad that they can't use Hal Jordan ever again. Like, you know, <laughs> they ruined it. Um, anyway, there's a lot to talk about, obviously, with this episode of What If. It is not a surprise at this point that it's a crossover. It was very, very, very clear by the end of last week's episode that that was the direction we were going and even the week before the anti-penultimate episode of what if um clearly we were going into some direction that was breaking new ground with thor and jane's date being interrupted by ultron showing up in the first place so i don't know kevin we've had time to calibrate for this where i think you and i have both along the way like really talked about how much we've loved this show by and large uh like especially as like the unit of episode translates to like the unit of of, of a movie in the mcu that this feels like sort of like the closest uh comparison um uh across the the mcu shows so far in disney plus um but i think that we also were like I like the self-contained nature. I think that it's really great that each one like feels like a different genre. It feels like a different story, all this stuff. So I would have expected like coming into the finale that you and I would have been predisposed to like, unless the finale like was out of this world, incredible um, that this episode probably would not have been like upper half of the series for either of us. Um, so like for me, it's definitely not an upper half episode of Marvel's What If, but I'm not like prepared to like throw it out. Like I'm not prepared to like burn it down. So I need to gut check you, Kevin, when you say like, I'm right. It's me. It's no, no, Kevin. No. And I'm right again. Well, like no, what are, we, what are I, we talking about here? Like, do you feel like this was a bad episode of TV? Like, where did you land with the finale? No, I, yeah, let me clarify this. When I said I was right, I, I think we were both right. Because this is what we predicted was going to happen, right? That there was going to be this team up of all the various people. That's what I meant when I was like, hate being right all the time. This episode, ultimately for me, I think we're on the same page here, Josh. Like, it's not going to crack the, the, the upper half. It's ultimately, for me, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I, I didn't dislike it. There are elements I really enjoyed. Uh, I, I keep loving Captain Carter as a character. I will continue to love Captain Carter as a character forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Haley Atwell in that role is so good. Uh, the more I see it, the more I'm just like, I do want her to show up in live action, man. Just like, it would be great. Um, but like, the other parts of it was fine. The battle was fine. It was fine. I think what I really liked, honestly, was more about the ending I liked the the conversation with Uatu and Black Widow at the end. I liked how he solved that problem and put her into the universe that that where all the heroes died. I liked a lot of that. I liked the Ultron uh, being possessed by um, Armin Sola. I liked a lot of that stuff. Honestly, it, it, I feel like if they had not done the multiversal stuff and this just was like Black Widow trying to save her universe with Uatu and the Sorcerer Supreme or whatever he's called, um, if it was just them, I may have like come up a little bit more on the episode into that top sure, five. Sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, the multiversal stuff just felt like it happened because they needed a reason to unite everything, right? Like it didn't feel like it was necessary, I guess, is where I'm going with that. And I do think, again, like how do you go back, right? Like we had this interesting team up. How do you now go back next season to just be like, all right, it's one-off episodes again until the finale where we'll maybe bring people together? like question yeah. mark right um 
But the, the, look, the things about that I still like, I love about this show. Um, this show is not going anywhere for me in my ranking. Uh, it's still my favorite out of, out of everything we've seen. The ending was not to me, uh, as we've said before for, for, for Green Lantern. It wasn't biffed. Um, Wanda is still good, WandaVision, but I know I had issues with the ending there. Same thing with Falcon and Winter Soldiers, a little bit with Loki. But ultimately, this is uh, this is still my ranking number one. I It's everything I wanted in, in this type of show. While it did some stuff in the finale I wasn't thrilled about, I will say the thing I'm most not thrilled about is the Killmonger part. Really wish that that's not the way that what, part that ended. That Killmonger but... like, decides to like break off from like the greater good of the group. No, of course he would. But like yeah. the the I like Uatu clearly brought him for that reason. But now that Killmonger is removed from his universe, his universe is pretty much null and void, right? Because he's gone now. He's just trapped in this space with Armin Zola fighting over the right. Infinity Stone. So his universe, I guess, is saved. But like the the interesting part of that universe was the story being told, right? Like Killmonger's plan coming to fruition. What does that What does that mean after the fact? We'll never know now. And He's gone. So yeah, like, I think that, that, that world went back to normal. I think that that's a good point that like, um, you know, there's like a quality about what if that the thing ends and you're left to sort of like continue the story, you know, like you're left to like either con- like what what happens, you know, um, once like a couple of people are deciding like, you know what, uh, Killmonger took took over, but we're not going to stand by this. Um, like you don't have to like, you know, get another episode of that show in order to like tell that story to yourself. And in having the Killmonger from that scenario be a part of the Guardians of the Multiverse uh, and be part of like this huge big plan and him to like have played like such a like sort of like a like a fatal role in this thing where his, he is like, you know, he's pulled out from his whole journey and being placed in some sort of infinite crystal, some sort of uh, infinity stone, uh, one <laughs> might call it. More of an um, infinity gem, maybe. You not know, an so infinity gem, uh, an uncut infinity gem. Uh <laughs> That, like, now, like, you don't really get to do that anymore. Uh, like, you don't really get to, like, wonder, like, how would Killmonger have, like, ruled that world or how would he have been stopped? Like, that's just taken away. Uh, and that's kind of a bummer to me in terms of, like, what is, like, the strength of the show, which is, like, really fully exploring so many of these concepts and then, like, leaving you wanting a little bit more. Um, and I think that I was, like, more um, disappointed with that in certain cases than others. I think... Um, uh, there's there's aspects of it where like Killmonger is probably the one that bums me out the most. I'm trying to think of like who would even really come close with that. I thought that they did a great job with Captain Carter. Uh, I really want to like I want to live in the world where we're doing like the the Captain America Winter Soldier timeline with Captain Carter. Yes. That was a really fun idea. That was really Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. That was that when we first talked about the episode. That was my hope, right? Like when. When we thought that, like, oh, Steve is fine, I was just like, man, it would have been cool if he was the Winter Soldier in this, in this universe. And maybe that is what happened, right? We, they post credit scene, uh, she finds right. him. But what does it mean? Is he Steve or is there more there? Is there something else? And I think that's really awesome. I think that's really cool. Presumably, we might actually get more of that story from what we know. Um, but also just the, I don't know, I know people aren't as into this as I am, but I kind of love that the Captain Carter universe isn't that much different than ours right and i think that's interesting i think that's cool just because peggy got it doesn't mean that like a girl got the super soldier serum like it doesn't change that much i do think i think like you could push it right like you could really really push that 
Um, to reference something uh, from comics that I'll explain is that Grant Morrison, who's a really famous comic book writer, loves to play with alternate universe stories and the multiverse. He has a whole series called Multiversity about it. And in one of the worlds, um, it, it's a story about President Superman, who who is a black Superman. And in this world, he landed on Earth, and the majority of superheroes in this world are black. And the reason he did that is because he wanted to position the idea that Superman is always, no matter what world, almost this beacon, right? This beacon of aspiration and hope and pushing things forward and progress. And in this world, because Superman is black, progress pushed forward, and the civil rights movement happened so much earlier and like superheroes now are majority black because they 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 you know were were essentially like uplifted in this world and i like that idea that the world shifted and changed because of that so it could have been interesting if they did it here where maybe you end up in a world where a force aka the the female driven avengers are the primary heroic team right if they really wanted to push it because captain carter was the hero that came out and not captain america but i still also like the idea that no, not much has changed because just because Peggy has it doesn't mean everything is going to ripple. Like, right. It's not that big of a change. And I mean, Peggy Carter like basically co-creates S.H.I.E.L.D. though in the MCU Prime. So like there's definitely like a bunch of stuff that like if she's gone, like how do these how things happen? Ripple? And so like that, I feel like there should be maybe a little more ripples than were suggested in what we saw. But I think that there's room to explore that. Um, there is... Um, uh, there's an interview on Variety with uh, What If head writer AC Bradley and director Brian Andrews. Um, and uh, they talk about um, uh, what they're planning a little bit for next season, considering that post credit scene, like pretty clearly we will get more Captain Carter. Um, they say, uh, I would wager it's a relatively safe bet uh, that she's discovering Steve Rogers still alive in the modern day. Uh, and they say that the difference between a twist ending that we were doing all season and a post credits teaser is that a twist ending is fun, but a post credits teaser is a promise. Um, so that's the quote from them. So I imagine we get Captain Carter in season two as like another episode. But Kevin, do we get like a Captain Carter that is concerned with her specific universe in her own specific self-contained story? Or is Captain Carter concerned about the multiverse you know what i mean because like That's what are, what are the ramifications what are the ramifications of this team up for characters who we will continue to follow like i imagine um we will see more of like dr strange this version of dr strange right like there's definitely characters from this world that will there's no way especially after this one that they're not going to give us vegas thor again you know like so what see, wh- how like- did this change these characters moving forward if we check in on these people again I don't know. I feel like the the instinct is that it should, right? Like, it should rock your world. It should rock your core if you know that there's multiverses that exist. If, like, your choices uh, shift and change, like, there's other versions of you. It should really change you fundamentally in a way. But I don't think it will because, like, that's too philosophical and deep for a lot of this stuff. I think Party Thor does not change. He's Party Thor, right? Like, he, he, he doesn't care about any of that. Um, maybe Star-Lord, it changes for him. Like, I think there are things that could change, but I really don't want to check in in all these worlds that often because I, I want other explorations. I want other journeys. I want to see other places. Sure. When you emphasize these characters this way, my worry is that it just will become these characters again and again. Um, but that said, um, 
Man, that's tough. Who would I want to check in on? I mean, the zombie reference here was really great. I thought that was really funny. I wouldn't mind seeing in the zombie world some more, right? Right, uh, right. I was disappointed I just, that they didn't bring uh, Ant-Man severed head. They yeah, really should have. Yeah, or the Hulk or something, right? Like, yeah. it, it was, or, or any, like, if he has accesses to all these Wandas, bring some more Wandas. Bring a few necessary. more Wandas. Yeah, I think um, it's probably a good call. But yeah, I... Uh, I'm always it's, down it's, for more Wandas. What would you be like if you found out the existence of the multiverse? Would you? Would Kevin, you? I would wh- explode. What would you do? I would explode <laughs> immediately. Like, like I would be delivered concrete, uh, irrefutable proof that there's a multiverse. Is that the supposition that like a yeah, gigantic yeah. guy th- with a huge bald head and a robe and nothing underneath shows up <laughs> and says, "Josh Wiggler, you have been chosen." Yeah, Kevin, I explode immediately. <laughs> That's what happens. What I what happens like, if I find out there's a multiverse, Kevin? I die immediately on I the die spot. Immediately, just your yeah. head. Just and then like mind, another mind, insert mind blown gift. <laughs> and I would say like ninety nine percent of the me's across the multiverse have the same exact reaction. <laughs> poor Josh. Poor 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 small small Josh. <laughs> That's my You're answer to your question. Dimensionally, Kevin. Uh-huh. What happens to you if the Watcher comes, breaks his oath, and says, "Kevin Mahadeo, you have been chosen." He selects you. What do you do think, if you learn about the multiverse? I think I become paranoid that another version of myself is going to show up and kill me. That's where I am because I don't trust myself well enough. Uh, either that or like there's a there's a phenomenal animated movie called uh, Justice League Crisis on on Two Earths, I believe it's called, uh, where the Batman character named Owlman finds this out and he just becomes like the ultimate nihilist because he's just like if there's a multiverse of possibilities, it means nothing we do ever matters. Oh so man! His, his mission just becomes to erase all of existence because it does nothing matters. So if nothing matters, then nothing should exist. Yeah. And so I thought that was really funny, and I was like, "That's actually really great." So I could also just become a complete nihilist and just give up. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like for some of these characters, they're not just going to be able to let it go. But I guess like. So it depends on how much we do check-ins versus original stories for season two. Uh, I think it's a fair question. And I think with a first season that ended in an arc like this, it's hard for me to imagine that they're not just going to keep doing stuff like that. Um, so they're yeah, at least you, interested in it. You can't go it. back. You can't go back. Like, I don't think just... that you really can. Yeah. But the other piece of that, Kevin, that like it's like so ironic, I feel like it's you know, Marvel's what if is like, you know, potentially bearing out to be like this microcosm of the Marvel Cinematic Universe experiment to begin with, where you had all of these individual stories and then they teamed up in the Avengers movie. And somehow, some way, those characters were able to like go back to their own movies, albeit with some knowledge of like, you know, the greater shared universe. And there would be like winks and nods at that stuff. Um, I anticipate that that will be a big piece of like season two. We won't check in on every single storyline and every single character who we met here, but like you got to believe that Captain Carter will lead some sort of multiversal charge by the end of season two. Like there's like, if there's a longer arc across this show, I feel like they really positioned Captain Carter as like the main character of Marvel's. What if, I mean that scene where she's running across the buildings and stuff and jumping onto Ultron, like all of it was very awesome. I mean the action again was on point. It was really as much cool. as the fight was like the as much as like the 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 story and context reason about the fight, I was just like whatever about the fight itself was awesome. I mean that's that was cool, right? Like I thought that was all really interesting. Doctor Strange ate that one Infinity Stone. 
I mean, there's just so much in there that was very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, it depends on the balance for me, right? At the end of the day, it'll be like, how much is new content versus how much are we checking in with other universes, the ones we're familiar with? And I think yeah. that's where, like, what if season two is going to go for me. I'm jazzed either way because, again, like, multiverse content, please just stick it right in my veins. So uh, I'm happy one way or another. Uh, again, like, this was the show I wanted Loki to be. So I'm, I'm totally fine with all this. I, um, I, I, I've spent so much of this episode wishing again. I know we went here last week, but with him being such an important character, like, I just, I wish that James Spader was doing Ultron. Like, yeah. Ultron just uh, or- didn't really hold up for me, even like as powerful as Ultron was. And again, it's no shade to Ross Marquand, who's the voice actor who I think is an incredible actor. It's just it's not it's not Spader and like it Ultron not Bethany, being man. you were right. Ultron not being a flesh and blood like actor. You just need to like get the like the voice actor, but the that's going to be the thing that's so iconically and memorably human. So it's going to be the hardest thing that you're replicating. Like you can replicate uh Red Skull without Hugo Weaving, I think because you're going to be able to get like a human performer to like go to it the way that they were able to do with motion capture for um Infinity War uh and and uh and Endgame. Um, but I think that that's so much harder to do with like a fully animated character to begin with in Ultron, who has this incredible voice that you just connect with, and then to like build a version of Ultron out as the main bad guy of What If, and you're having all of these other actors come back and do their parts, but you can't get Spader. And it's like there's got to be an, an enemy out there that wasn't Ultron that like we could have built this story around potentially. I, it could have been Bettany, and you get Paul Bettany to do the Vision stuff. I really all do think that, that would have been fun. Yeah, because yeah, then that scene with Wanda could have been a little more something, right? Like if you have yes. Vision's voice, like if he spoke and she stopped and cocked her head in a way that wasn't zombie. You know, like my powers didn't do enough. Like more of just like. That voice, I know that voice. That could have been interesting. Like, the, do the zombies have some sort of cognition? Like, that would have been interesting. That could have been actually an interesting story beat. So, there are choices they could have made. I, Ultron is going to be weird always and forever. Like, I know he's a major Marvel Universe villain, but, like, the the the, the MCU, um, Ultron's not the guy anymore, you know? Like, if you're not going to get Spader, I don't think it works. Um, but, yeah, uh... Yeah, overall, though, I mean, I think we're on the same page, right? I know a lot of people are really high on this episode. I'm not trying to take that away from them at all. I think both just you and I are sort of just like, we liked it. It's sort of where we ended up. I really enjoyed it, but like it was clearly not, uh, you know, in the same league as some of the ones that I preferred. Like I just like just sort of like jotted this down really quickly. Like this isn't like an official like this is how I would rank the episodes necessarily. More so that like this is like gut checking, like sort of like the general range of stuff. Uh, like I have in like my upper tier, uh, I have, um, I've got the Thor goes to Vegas episode. Yes. Um, uh, star Lord. I For like, sure. I like Dr. Strange losing his hands more than you did, yeah, uh, Kevin, yeah. but I really liked that one. Um, uh, I, lo- I loved the, like the, like the, the murder mystery, the world, what if the world yes. lost its mightiest heroes? 100%. Um, I think like, any one of those four, like I could say, is like my favorite episode of the show. And then I really, really, really liked the Marvel Zombies episode, the Captain yeah. Carter episode, and Killmonger. Like I thought those three episodes were really super fun. And then at the bottom, 
I've got the two-part finale, essentially. Like, I would, I would slot the, the finale over the Ultron episode for me personally. Um, and I'm only putting these here because, like, I've seen the Marvel team up before. Um, mm-hmm. what, what if was doing when it was really, really excellent for me was like showing me stuff that it hadn't done before, uh, and like showing how you can make a half hour movie, which I thought was just like, you know, sort of like short films, really meaningful short, like novellas in the MCU. Uh, and sometimes it's a comedy, you know, sometimes it's a tragedy. And like, I think the genre and tone when the show is at its best reflected the best of like the live action mcu um and like i thought that the finale was was totally fun um but like it was it's it was doing something that we've seen elsewhere in the in the marvel catalog that has been done a lot better uh elsewhere i felt like this ultron battle like i would even put like you know like the age of ultron you know climactic team up um over what we got here like you know and and there are definitely like episodes of this series that i would rate higher than certain marvel movies outright but like as far as like let's get the heroes together and fight the big thing like i think that the other ultron uh final battle is the superior one like the live action one um yeah i mean you also end up in a situation like like this is sort of what i was a little bit worried about right it's too soon it's too soon for this because We've seen it before. You can't say it's different. Just, I mean, yes, on paper it's different because it's a multiverse, but we really don't truly understand what that means because we've only seen a handful of multiverses, right? Like we've only seen a handful right. of these other other places. What would have been cool is if this was like an end of season two or, or season three type situation, where after seeing like all these certain segments, after seeing so many, so many different worlds and universes, and learning about like all these different people. It would have been interesting if then you have to do a team up and then the question becomes, oh, out of everything we've seen, who is he going to recruit? Because that would be interesting. Who are the people that will be called after we've had like, you know, 20 different universes and he's only going to have five people? Who are the five and why are the five? Uh, That's interesting, right? Like that gives a little bit of anticipation. When you've only had these episodes, who is he going to recruit? Well, probably the people we've seen. Right? right, like it's just it's, there's not a lot of mystery to it. There's not a lot of mystery. There's not a lot of entry beyond, and like you said, we've seen this. We've seen the team up, um, and yeah, we didn't know who Gamora is. That's probably yeah, so, the episode that was pushed. I assume. So, so there was a there was an episode with Gamora, and it was I guess it was actually like a Tony Stark episode that Gamora. Oh, I was going to say like, what yeah. is this place hating? This series hates Tony this Stark. This series hates Tony Stark. It's actually like, it feels really shady, right? It like, feels it feels targeted. like really targeted. It feels very, very shady. This show has killed Tony Stark so many times, and then it's just outright dissed him. Yeah. Uh, like, not you, Stark. Oh, not right. you, Stark. It's like, whoa, well, okay. You, you're like, you weirdo. Like, you're not picking me. And it's yeah. like you're not picking Iron Man, uh, but yeah, uh, there was it was going to be a Tony Stark centric episode with Gamora, um, so it got pushed into season two. Why is Gamora? <laughs> Why is Gamora? Uh, that is the answer to that question. Is that this was meant to be uh, a season one episode, um, but one of the animation houses, this is according to the the Variety interview, one of the animation houses that was working on the show got hit really hard during the pandemic and they needed to push the episode into season two because they couldn't finish it on time. Um, so, so that's why, but like the, like the sort of like the, the, the PR spin on this is like, well, this is setting up a character you'll meet next season. Um, sure. But how interesting would it have been if again, like the mystery of it, what if, 
what if we got characters we'd never met? Like, what if what if someone just pulled into this universe and it's like like what we had? Like, it's that like alligator Loki, and you're just like, what? Where did he come from? Like right. that could have been interesting if you had a mix of only three from what we've seen previously, and then like three new people that you're just like, who are these guys? Sure. Um, and maybe we never get their story, but at least it's interesting. The, again, possibility is the idea of what appeals to them about the multiverse, right? The, the endless possibilities. This was not an endless possibility situation. This was seven places. You know what I mean? That that were the that were the possibilities. And yeah. again, not saying I dislike this, right? Like I'm not down this episode. I just think. It's it's probably at the bottom of that list too. Maybe the Doctor Strange one. Maybe the Doctor Strange is a little bit higher. It's somewhere around there for me. Those are three. Yeah, made that that are probably at the bottom. Yeah, and then I'll also say that like uh, you know there there were like episodes of some of the shows that we've seen so far where like I I was like down on to a point of being like I don't know that I loved that one. Uh, and there like even the finale like uh, of What If I thought was really good like. Uh, it's a graded scale. It's just how much I've really enjoyed uh, the show. Yeah. Uh, it's great. And the large. animation is so good. Like it's I really good. This and being like, I don't like know it how sounds I feel about so complaining. And, and we end, are being little complainers, but like you and I loved the show. Like yeah, really, really no clearly. Yeah. Uh, like, I want I'm, more. I want more I'm, now. I, I really want more until next yes. year. Like yes. that's my thing. Yes. Um, Jeffrey Wright is so good in it. Uh, the ending was a bit weird where he's just like, stories are important. And I, and every, like, look, yeah. as a person who is a writer, uh, we got to stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop doing stories it. Stories matter. You do it so much. You yeah. tell the story now. So and then someone hears it. Just like, they tell oh, it to the next stories. guy. And they're just like, guys, That's relax. how a story works. It's you like pass the Academy it around. Award. Everyone's patting themselves in the back. Just relax, everyone. Just pass it around. Give, a, give that story to the next one. They'll pass it to the other guy. <laughs> and that's the story. Yeah, that was like how the show ended, which was amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, Art story's great. Uh, Art's yeah. important. I loved it. It was great. That's uh, <laughs> really, really, really funny. Um, a bunch of reactions um, from the listeners to this episode and to, to What If uh, overall. Uh, Topher says, well, that was fun. I was a little jarred by Gamora being there and kept wondering what her episode would have been about and felt like we missed something really cool. And I'm not entirely sure which world Black Widow joined back up in. They said a oh, team definitely of... definitely is the one. Yeah, the Earth's Mightiest, I think, were gone. They said a team of replacement Avengers, so I guess that would be the one where Ant-Man killed everybody. Uh, I have tons of questions, uh, says Topher. Uh, and I think that leaves me slightly unsatisfied by the end. But during the episode, I was enthralled and filled with enjoyment. Um, I think I I had like a similar feeling, Kevin, that Topher's describing, um, where like I felt like slightly unsatisfied by the end, but I was enthralled and enjoying it the whole time. But I was like kind of like uh, like cognizant of both of those feelings while I was watching the episode. Like this is like a fun moment, and then another piece being like, ah, but it's like now I have like some questions that like I don't know, like that I wish I didn't have right now. Well, uh, certainly to 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 an extent, right? Like. Where one, you're you're enjoying the fact that Doctor Strange can't give a speech, right? Like that's very funny. Where he's trying to give a toast and he's just rambly and and not very engaging. Yeah. And then that's very that's entertaining. And then the next moment, you're just like, okay, but like the Watcher broke his oath sort of in the first one, right? I guess he's breaking his oath now. But then at the end, he's just like, I'm not supposed to interfere, but he definitely did. So like, there's a lot of questions even on the Watcher himself, and like, what does it mean? To break his oath, do we have a consequence for this? Like you, you broke your oath. What is, is something going to happen in the comics? Yeah. 
like a universe got destroyed because of it. And this is like he broke his oath because a universe got destroyed. So I'm not too sure what him breaking his oath is supposed to do, but I guess we'll maybe we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how much of a character do you think the Watcher will be moving forward? I mean, can you put that back? Can we just like have episodes where the Watcher is like super dry and not being that involved? Or I guess maybe the better unit of measurement, Kevin, would be like, could you have a full season go by without the Watcher having like something of like a charactery moment? You know, like something like relatively like character moving or mythology heavy, like. Is that possible in a season of What If after like having him intercede in the show's events in the first season? Can you go back from that? I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to certainly try. And to an extent, like I would like that, right? Like it'd be weird if every universe saw a peek at him or something like that. Although yeah. there are people in our universe who definitely see him constantly. So he's not like our universe. He's not unpresent in the Marvel main universe, the 616 right. as it's called in the comics. Right, right. So I think that there's, uh, I think that there's room to explore him more as a character, and I'm, I'm interested in that. I really enjoyed, uh, like the ridiculousness of the trust the stories ending aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I really do just like enjoy. Like I loved him, like summoning everybody to like the bar. Yeah, uh, that was a cool it, setting piece for sure. Um, in the uh, comics, he lives on the moon. So like, if whenever you see him, he's just chilling on the moon. Chilling on the moon. Funny. Um, did you, uh, did you have any further thoughts, like moving you forward, like moving the needle forward one way or the other for you as it pertains to Las Vegas Thor, uh, in this episode? Did it make you love him more? Did, was the, did the joke go on too long? Like, where did you land with Vegas Thor? Uh, no, I love that guy. He's he's ridiculous. Uh, Do I want him that to be like our Thor? No. But like as a ridiculous character of like that's where Thor ended up. He's like good guy Gaston, right? You know, he's like (laughs) (laughs) That's such a great description, and I do love Gaston. He's one of my favorite Disney villains. So yeah, that's fantastic. Isn't he though? He's (laughs) like Gaston was a good guy. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of is. It's sort of like this book. (laughs) Yeah. What are you reading? (laughs) Yeah. Where are the pictures? Yeah. Incredible. Uh, I feel like Vegas Thor like has a lot of that same swagger and self assuredness, but is also not like a bad guy. Uh, he's he's gonna like murder you. He's gonna try and party with you really hard, but he's gonna be really into himself as well. I did uh, like that art because like that was by the way Armin Zola just being like, "I'm gonna take these Infinity Stones." Is exactly where I thought things were gonna go. So I love yeah. that they did that. That he this was, was just a like, great. Oh, uh, I'm gonna take these. This is a great bit of feedback from Todd, the librarian. Todd says, if this whole series was just an excuse to get a stomach-faced Arnim Zola, it was worth it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Which is his co- comic book self, basically, for people yes. who did not know that. Like, that's a, like stomach Armin Zola is kind of like Kang from uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, just a, a, a face and a brain and a stomach. <laughs> yeah, Um a big prominent role for Arnim Zola, which I don't know why I was surprised by it at all, considering the role he played last week. But I guess I just was uh, that like these were sort of like the players that this like multiversal Infinity Stone battle came down to. I do hope that this uh, episode gets us away from Infinity Stones for a long time. You know, like I do think I'm tapped out on the Infinity Stones. I agree there. We've seen too much with it. It's also really interesting and funny to go from 
Loki, which dismissed Infinity Stones so easily, to now having right back to like Infinity Stones are important, and it's just right. like okay, I guess like Loki was so just like they're paperweights for us, and it was just so weird to go from that to they're important again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, there's some some stuff there. Uh, let's see. Let's get a little more feedback in. Um, Torby loved this. Torby says that was phenomenal. Fun multiversal crossover that felt contained within the eight previous universes we met in the past eight, uh, eight weeks. I loved the usage of phase one as the template for this season and culminating in an Avengers project. Um, uh, Torby thought that, uh, that this project, uh, that what if, uh, was better than, uh, than the original Avengers movie. Uh, Interesting. Is a, is a Torby I, don't, take. I don't know if I agree there, but, uh, interesting. <laughs> um Torby says the Natasha ending was awesome and I was actually blindsided by it. Um I was a little I bit agree with that. too. Uh, I like that. Um I do feel like it's like the movie like uh, it's the movie. It's like the show is like um being like yeah, we could bring uh Natasha back in a future movie. There's like even if she's dead in your universe, she's not dead in every universe. And Scarlett Johansson and Disney see, like you know settled their beef. So, you know, was this like sort of like a wink and nod at like future importance of Natasha Romanoff at some point in time? I mean, maybe. I hope they don't. I don't think do they need it. I don't think the, they need yeah, to they do don't. it. I think I that's like a, again the her, kind though. of thing. I like, that was cool. I think like let let like Chris Evans like live his life. Let Scarlett Johansson live her life for a while. Brings bring like do like some cool project that brings like the original Avengers back in like 10 years. Chris give, Evans, them, give them all a decade off. Chris Evans should appear in live action again only if they journey to Captain Carter universe and Peggy Olsen is Captain Carter and he's skinny, skinny he's Steve. Skinny Steve That's again. it. Yeah. He's, not, he's not the Captain America we know. He's just Skinny Steve. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, when, that's when Chris Evans should come back. Yeah, I think that that's, uh, I think that that's really good. Uh, I'm sure that there's something else relatively major from What If that we're not talking about. Um, Kevin, next week on Everything is Super, I bit, I, I believe we have, uh, like a little bit of like a free for all space. Uh, we've got what? like, uh, we've got like a, a free space on, on the bingo card next week where we can like do more What If chicanery if we want to just like talk about, uh, the concepts of what ifs as it pertains to uh, various superhero stories, not just Marvel. Um, but we also could talk about whatever we want next week. It's going to be a fun show. Basically, just a bonus. Everything is super. We'll take your feedback if you've got it. Otherwise, Kevin and I are just going to make up some kind of nonsense. Um, we'll just but if uh, we- watch Venom 2 again. Oh, God. Well, we're about to talk about that. But if we <laughs> if we missed anything in talking about what if... Uh, we have the opportunity to do a little more about that next week. Uh, I'm sure we'll also like sort of start the process of like turning our attention towards like some of the other stuff that's coming our way uh, in the Marvel side of things or just in the super superhero side of things right now. Um, and I think it'll, it'll give be some a fun recommendations. Show. I think, right. We talked about like the what, the, the what if Marvel comics. Yeah, I like I that. About that's beginning. I think I'll give some, you like this, as much as Marvel is is varied, I'll give some Marvel suggestions on Elseworlds stuff, or, or rather multiversal stuff. But I'm also going to throw out some DC stuff because there's a lot there too. So I'm going to do some comics recommendations next week. If you're if you're into this stuff, I'll uh, I'll cool. throw some some out. 
That sounds fun. So we'll do that. We'll talk about more what if. Uh, if you've got further feedback about the show, let us know. We really, uh, I think, uh, despite like ragging on the episode a little bit tonight, um, we both loved the show very much, uh, especially especially compared to what we're going to talk about next. Okay, so we are going to talk about Venom 2 in full spoiler detail. If you have not yet seen Venom 2 and you plan to and you don't want it to be spoiled for you, you have to skip the rest of the podcast because we're going to spoil it. Uh, so come back next week. Uh, if you uh, if you're not going to listen to the Venom stuff, um, but for now we're going to throw it to our sponsors for this episode of Post Show Recaps, and we will come back and talk about Venom. Let there be carnage. Stay tuned. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Kevin. We're back. And we've given uh, copious amounts of spoiler warnings. And I think it is now time for us to discuss the, 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 the art house classic in the making. Uh, Venom, let there be carnage. Yeah, there's there's gonna be spoilers, and you know what else has been spoiled, Josh? What's that? The Kevin? MCU. The MCU has been spoiled. What is this foul stench? Good God! I oh, talk okay, about on, killing. Okay. All right, killing my excitement. Uh, okay, okay, Jesus. okay, okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> who keeps it shooting? The, who keeps shooting Kevin out of these cannons? Who keeps shooting him so out much. of these cannons? So uh, there's a lot to talk about as it pertains to the Marvel Cinematic Universe canon itself. Uh, which is a thing that like you cannot leave Venom 2 as a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan and not have so many of your thoughts instantly wrapped up in the fact that the end of the movie uh, takes place in, uh, next to, acknowledges the uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. Uh, I think it's take place in. We are watching... We are I'm also You know what it was so it was so indecipherable about no way home like it just it really it was I mean, it was indecipherable in a way that like uh I still have so many questions about it and I feel like uh like the fact that like I can't tell you that like Samuel L Jackson just walked out from the back of your house and asked you to join his group uh like you know there's like no like le- like extraordinary level of clarity for me to the Venom 2 scene uh, except that at the end of the movie, we're just going to the end of the movie because it's the big thing to like talk about before we talk about anything else because we're already on multiverse stuff. Is that Venom is uh, and Eddie are on vacation together, much earned, 
and uh, Venom like makes Eddie like trip out or like something happens that seemingly pulls them into another universe where Tom Holland Spider-Man stands unmasked Josh, on TV. Josh, come on. Here look, here's what happened, right? They're there, they're hanging out on vacation. Venom makes a comment as just like, I'm gonna show you a bit about what my planet is from. And I thought they were gonna be setting up um God, what is it called? There's like a there's like a comic thing where like everyone gets a symbiote, right? Like you get a symbiote and you get a symbiote and you get a symbiote. Like it was a whole thing event those names escaped me in the comics. I thought that's what they're gonna set up. They're they're establishing the planet of Venom symbiotes and they're gonna come to Earth. And then no. It starts to it starts to him showing it, and then things start shaking, and then there's a bright greenish flash, and everything changes. The 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 hotel they're staying at is much more high-end looking. It's really nice, it's bright out, and on TV is the moment of J. Jonah Jameson talking about the fact that Tom right. Holland is Spider-Man. Yeah. What obviously happened, uh-huh. because if you we talked about this on the podcast. You sh- you made me watch the trailer, so now I know for a fact what happens is Doctor Strange does his spell and collapses the universes to where all the other Spider-Mans are now in that universe. So the Green Goblin, Doc Ock, all those universes just collapsed into ours, and that's that's the connection. So now I know what happens in No Way Home. Now I don't know if Venom will for sure be in it, but that's also something I'm not thrilled by. Also, one last thing, dude, Venom licks Tom Holland's face on the screen. That is a teenager in this world. That is a teenager. He is a 45-year-old man. Like, come on. I mean, Eddie is. I don't know what Venom is. Uh, Older, probably. Yeah, it's gross, for sure. It's definitely gross. Uh, Yeah, I don't love it. I don't love that this has happened. I think you had like an actually like a really good idea in like uh like doing like a story with like Venom and like everybody like you know like symbiote planet or is it just like planet Venom probably something like that like do that that could be a really fun movie and if anything like you guys clearly all right say what you want about Venom let there be carnage uh I did not I did not think this was a great movie I thought this movie I did wasn't not very like it. I didn't think the movie was very good. Sometimes it made me laugh really hard. Like when um, he's in that underground club on stage talking about being like there were, there were times so where I was silly. just sitting there laughing really, really hard uh, at the movie. But it is just it's it's hard to hear. I really would have loved closed captioning would have been very helpful for me. Uh, Tom Hardy always like transmogrifies his voice in these ways that you just cannot understand what he's saying. His voice work. It's like, it's too good. You got to stop being like that committed to the voice. Uh, so like, it can be a little hard to hear Venom. Um, but like, if you liked the first one and you liked like the, like the hamminess and the Eddie and Venomness, uh, of the first one, like, there's no way you don't enjoy Venom 2. Like, you, there's just like, there's no chance. Like, if you liked that first one, you definitely liked the second one. Um, and I think like that stuff was better and more present than in the first one. But God, the action and carnage, awful. Really, 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 really bad as far as I'm concerned. But it's got its own vibe. Just do that. Don't bring that over to the MCU right Don't now. Don't bring it over. I just it's too soon. I did not. I did not like this movie, and that's the thing. Coming off of what was not a great movie to me, and then giving me that makes me less excited about the future of the MCU and the future of Spider-Man, for that matter. 
Like, I'm not thrilled about this because, like, it's just, I again, this just proves me, like, I don't trust Sony with any of this. Um, and the idea that, that this is where we're heading, that Sony's going to just get Spider-Man back is like, well, I guess I don't care about Spider-Man anymore. Um, but, like, the other part of it is just the... <laughs> Again, the just just the audacity of it, right? It's like when Green Lantern ended, and the post credits is just like, "Whoa, Sinestro gets a ring," and it's just like we just watched that movie, and you're gonna tell me that you want me to be excited about what comes next? Come on! And that's the thing. Like this movie happened, and just to, just to, just again, the audacity of them to, to to be like, "You're gonna be excited about this, right?" I want to know also. I just again, I, I I this is a generalization. Obviously, I do that all the time. Uh, and people love yelling me about it. Um, but I just want to see the Venn diagrams of MCU fans and Venom fans and DC Universe fans. Because I have a lot of assumptions about where the actual overlaps are. And I don't think it's with the MCU. Oh, Kevin. So, like, this happening is, like... To court this ooh. is to court death. I know, I know, I know. But, like, it's just... I just, it just, the vibe isn't there, right? Like, the vibe of the movie we saw is not the vibe of the MCU. And imagining Tom Hardy's Venom with Tom Holland's Spider-Man it, it's is really hard weird. to picture. It's really it's hard to picture. Hard to and, picture. like, I feel like, you know what, this is, I've, I've talked about this before, I am sure, on podcasts before, but certainly in, like, uh, like uh, you know, uh, just, like, casual conversation with my friends who enjoy talking about this stuff, which is, like, it's actually insane to me that there hasn't been, like, a Batman HBO TV show yet. Like, that is, like, going to, like, when that happens, when there is, like, an act like, an actual HBO Game of Thrones production level Batman TV show, that's going to be the most popular TV show in the, like, history well, of the media. they're too busy spending their money on an actual Game of Thrones show that like, no one wants. You know, like, that, like, uh, like, that's... That's like a thing that like when when that goes down, it's going to be like the biggest thing in the world. But they they haven't they haven't done that yet. Um, And I and I feel like it's there's just like, why isn't Sony just making their own Spider-Man movies? Why aren't they if they want Tom Hardy's Venom to go up against Spider-Man? Can we as an audience like not tolerate the possibility that there's a movie Batman and a TV Batman, that there's a Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man and then like a different Spider-Man uh, that could Tom go up in, is... in live action, whether it's like you bring Toby back if he wants to or Andrew Garfield or whatever, or you just try a different thing like what we can handle that like. I, trying to make Tom Hardy fit in with Tom Holland Spider-Man just because he's the MCU Spider-Man rather than being like, we could do our own Spider-Man is, I think, a huge mistake that's just like, we just want Spider-Man. Like, you can have so many different Spider-Mans. You made a whole movie because, about that. Josh, the spice must flow, my man. Like, the reason why is because Tom Holland is a moneymaker right now. And so they want the money. Like, if they bring back Garfield, they're not going to get money. If they bring back Maguire, maybe? But it's been a long time. What they want is the money. And so, like, you bring Tom Holland, like, you take Tom Holland back because, like, Marvel did all the work to make us like Tom Holland and, like, are now like, hey, our contract's over. We're going to take this child. It's like, okay, bye. And now people who like Tom Holland and Spider-Man will probably go watch that stuff. Probably not for super long because I think they're going to be like, ooh, I don't like this. And then peace out and then once again sony is where it was with spider-man but 
that's why, dude. <laughs> like, I, get I would it. love it. I would I love it, it if I they did it. what you said. I'm going to yeah. hold out something I am not used to doing, hope, but I'm going to oh hold out hope that whatever happens that they're going to do is that they will bring back the, either an, uh, their own Spider-Man or maybe, yeah, have Tobey Maguire be the Spider-Man of that universe and then just keep Tom Holland in our universe, like split universes. That's fine. I'm hold. I'm going to hold out hope that's going to happen. I don't have a lot of hope that's what's going to happen, but I'm going to hold it out because otherwise I'm going to be real sad. Otherwise I'm going to turn into nihilistic Batman that we talked about before. Nothing matters anymore. Yeah, You're already so close. I'm so close. You're almost so close. there. Uh, <laughs> so I just wish that like we weren't being treated like dumb children. Uh, and instead, like we trust that you understand that there are different Spider-Man stories. Uh, and that you can well, track they have those. to because <laughs> it's in a fighter perspective. That's what I said. They made a movie it. about it. They yeah. literally made a movie about it. We so understand it. They just want the monies. So I definitely have uh, probably like a, I would classify it as a as a, a, a I think Venom owes me a blood debt for what it's doing uh, potentially to owes, owes you some carnage. Yes. I will say, look, uh, I do. You, do we have anything else to say about that part of the movie before no, we get into the No, I don't. Movie? I would like to talk about the movie. I understand, like, it, it's hard not to talk about that stuff first, but I would like to talk about the movie a little bit <laughs> as well. It's hard would, not to talk about the rotting corpse be, of the elephant. It, the would be, it would be great to discuss the film uh, Venom yeah. Let There Be Carnage as well, yeah. Kevin. So please, I, by all means. I, look, uh, first off, I will say, for a movie called Let There Be Carnage, I really wish there was more carnage. Uh, they they really, again, money. They wanted that PG-13, right? And I would have, like, loved if Carnage was legit just, like, devouring people, like, ripping people up. Like, in that breakout scene, like, the violence became cartoonish, and it was sort of like, ah, man, I really wish that we got, like, some actual Carnage here, right? Uh, Which was unfortunate. I think that was a ding against it was certainly the PG-13 parts. I wish this movie was more stupid. I really, really wish this movie was more stupid. I wish that, like, like... Uh, Woody Harrelson was chewing scenery, but I wish he was just a little bit more. I, I feel like this movie should have like really it held itself back when it shouldn't have. And the parts that were stupid were also not stupid enough. I want Tom Hardy in a lobster tank. Give me him in a lobster tank, but we didn't get that. And like that part was like disappointing, right? Um, so like yeah, I just it was also weird with like setting up <laughs> him and Shriek. This was like one of the weird things that they did in this movie. And right. like part of me was just like, oh, is she going to use her power to beat them? And it's like, not really. And you're just like, oh, OK. Um, like, they just I, felt like they set up a lot of stuff and then was just like, eh, don't worry about it. Yeah, like I do think that there is a, a, a large degree to which this movie like tried to do a couple things too many, uh, you know, a few things too many. And I think like didn't trust carnage as a as a villain or at least like couldn't uh commit to going all the way there that they needed to go to uh to like do carnage right um like you could really feel that and like also the fact that like it's a really really short movie and they're like taking on like um like the dark knight levels of story is like kind of what they're after you know it was so so can I use this word horny for the Dark Knight? Like Venom on top of the cathedral with the 360. I was like, that's Batman. And at right. the end, where it's just like, I have to go. 
they're gonna chase me <laughs> like i was like that's batman <laughs> like, it's great it's great Sony, oh my god this is what they did with spider-man they just want to do batman they want batman everyone wants batman spider-man too remember we were talking yeah. about how their problem was that they thought that spider-man's batman and now they're trying to make venom into batman oh my god josh you broke me they Congratulations. have to. Uh, Venom's their Batman. They don't have a Batman other than Venom. Uh, and so that's what they're trying to do. But like they're trying to tell too much story in a 90 minute movie. And I think that like a lot of things suffer as a result. Like take out for me like big issues with sound design. Like I really like, you know, I didn't like have like the world's greatest sound system in the theater that I saw. I'm, I'm going to my local theater, which isn't, you know, the best, but like I love my local theater. So I saw it there. Uh, and and like the sound like maybe wasn't you know top notch there but like it felt like they could have done like another pass at like clarity on venom's <laughs> voice cuz so much of the movie like depends on like the jokes and the timing which for me like uh like i want to like give like all of like the best instincts in this movie like i want to give a lot of credit to like andy circus's like uh sensibilities i think shining through a bit with like a lot of the comic timing of like when venom would speak and interject in a scene that otherwise would like in another movie like they would be aiming for like really really dramatic but then like venom's voice just comes in and totally takes you out of it so i was like laughing like genuinely pretty hard at some of like the antics that they that they manifest there um but like they like they they spent so much um so much time spread across storylines uh with like the like sort of like the breakup between eddie and venom uh taking way too long michelle williams is in like three scenes in this movie she's barely in it at all she's great and so is dan i actually liked them in the first movie dan was uh my uh maybe my favorite character in this one uh 100 venom venom coming around on dan stuff like that i think that like the venom personality and character like uh i think mostly shines through and i mostly enjoy him and tom hardy i think it's a lot of the writing around that that's not particularly great and like a lot of like as you say i think like the producing right like i think like a lot of like the behind the scenes this is what this movie needs to be type stuff that's yeah. where I really feel it in the Carnage arc, which just feels like a really conventional superhero bad guy storyline of like uh, guys in prison, guy gets superpowers, uh, uh, goes to find and reclaim his long lost love, is doing evil in the name of love type stuff. Like we've done th- this was like the Doctor Octopus story in Spider Man Two. Uh, like they're like doing yeah, this kind, of- which was really the. The, the Superman story in Superman too, right? Um, so like they're going, they're going for that kind of stuff, and like I think Carnage like ends up being like a really vanilla villain. Uh, well, they tried to result. make Carnage Joker, and they tried to make Shriek Harley. Like it was very clear that that but was with a no Joker personality, None. with no personality None. at all, which was such which a shock. It's Woody Harrelson, you know, yeah. uh, and like there was just like nothing there. His storyline was really, really thin. I thought, and um, I wanted to like be like scared of carnage or at least find carnage funny in like a way that like i felt bad about and neither of those things happened at all Uh, i thought carnage was uh, one of my least favorite uh superhero movie villains i've seen in quite some time it's really disappointing and like obviously i don't know look to say this movie doesn't care about stories is an understatement but like you have moments where it's in the trailer where you know they, they show the confrontation at the end in the trailer itself of course 
where Carnage comes out and Venom's just like, oh, that's a red one. We got to get out of here. We're going to die. And it happens in the movie, but there's no context as to why he knows what a red one is. Like, I thought it, I didn't think it was going to be like he just bit him and now he's Carnage. Like, I thought there was going to be another symbiote or something. But instead, it's just like, ooh, he's red. That That's bad. And it's just like, right. about what? Like, what? What, what's the, what's the context of history on that? Like, why do you say that even? I did yeah. like little moments, right? There are moments that made me laugh where he's just like, uh, time to die. And he's like, that's the spirit. No, I meant us. It is time that we die. I yeah. thought that was very funny. Uh, that's probably the joke that got me to laugh the most. Um, but yeah, like I wanted carnage to be like really creepy and scary and stuff, but it wasn't like they, they didn't do, I don't think they did Cletus Cassidy well either as like a creepy weird villain. They, they, they really did a lot get, of like they, the poor, oh, poor me type stuff. Uh, which by where, the way, I, I will say, um, as a former journalist, yeah, that's some bad work, Eddie. Like, that, well, that was but that's fine great. by me because I think that like Eddie Brock being kind of like a canonically like sloppy reporter is, you know, uh, <laughs> That's fine. Like that's, I feel like that's good. So that's you know, uh, no enough. problem with like the character crafting. Uh, problem with the character as this profession for sure. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, yeah, and then also that ending part just came out of nowhere, right? Like he's just kind of like, and now I will explain why I was mad at you all this time and what I was trying to do. And I'm like, this is a weird point for this to come out, and it's just be like, I just wanted you to be my friend. I'm like. What is happening right now? Like they wanted that to be dramatic, and I'm just like cracking up over the absurdity of it all. See, and then I of like, course that then I there like one f bomb right after that. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, the f the uh, the deployment of the f bomb in this movie, I really really loved. I have to say, you did? Uh, yeah, I did because like I was like so tired. I was so tired uh, by the end of this movie. I was like, I'm really sleepy. Uh, like because the action the action in this movie is so bad. Um, the action in this movie is some of the worst action I've seen in like a big budget movie like this in in a while. Like it is so hard to it's they're like so tied up in each other. They're just sort of like slopping around. It's very hard, very hard to follow. Uh, As really, was the first one for the same reason. Yeah, uh, really difficult. But like by the end of the movie, I was just like, I was just exhausted. Uh, and like that was that was a that was a real surprising feeling uh, by the end of it. <laughs> and like I was like suddenly woken up because like. Eddie's like getting this moment from uh from Cletus Cassidy being like, I wanna give you my final words and like let tell you my story. And you just think like it's like his tears in rain moment, you know, like his like Blade Runner moment, <laughs> you know? And uh and he's like doing his best Rucker Hauer, and like it's as if like that had ended in Blade Runner with Harrison Ford and shouting like, F this guy F this guy and shooting <laughs> Rucker Hauer. Like that's what this movie does is uh, like Tom Hardy just like cuts him off uh, or Venom does and then literally just bites his head off and spits it on the ground. That slayed me. I thought that was really funny. I was like, yes, like I need to like I need something to wake me up and that woke me up. And like at that point the damage done to Carnage as a character felt like undoable uh and so like just kill him off. That's fine. Uh, get rid of them. Just what are these movies going to be ma- moving forward? Like they're setting up Toxin, another symb- Who cares? Like there's just so much there. You that I'm just used like, Carnage and totally wasted him. Yeah, uh, good job. Total waste. And now you're, you're setting up who knows what? Like more symbiotes. It seems right with like I actually I don't even know how they're going to approach Toxin, who's a so just people who don't know the character it's, of the cop yeah. from the comics uh, is a supervillain named Toxin, who is yet another I believe a symbiote. 
Um, and so like maybe they're setting that up. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's the chickens. Maybe the chickens will become symbiotes. I'd rather watch that movie. I'd rather watch the movie be that the chickens are possessed by symbiotes and Venom has to fight his chicken pets. I'd rather that because again, just give me a stupid movie rather than a bad one. I'd be very happy about it. I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting. Um, <laughs> sometimes the movie made me laugh so hard. I will eat Mrs. Chen. Uh, like yeah. sometimes, like I just you may not I, eat Mrs. Chen. Like yeah. the, all the all the best parts. I feel like yeah, they threw in the trailer and it's sort of just like that is unfortunate. Like if you watch, this is why right watching trailers can be a tricky thing. I don't know, but like when that stuff would happen, when like I I was like it was like watching like uh you know like it was like watching like Venom and Eddie are like doing like um like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan style like uh rom com stuff in like the apartment with like uh, one of them is like sad and depressed and the other is like going and getting the mail with his tentacle while he's cooking and all yeah. of this stuff and like I I thought that stuff was genuinely very funny and I I think what's a shame is that like for the second movie in a row these two movies that have this stuff that like you don't really see that kind of like uh like you don't you don't see that sort of tone in a big budget movie like this uh that's like it's kind of like fun and exciting and different at least for something to like feel really different in that way but then it's like mapped with like an incoherent story and just action that is so hard to follow uh that I think like it really takes me out of it but like generally speaking like if that tone had like uh, lasted across the entire movie and they can tweak some sound stuff and the action is better. Like, I think I walk away from this movie being like, that was really fun. I have like a really fun, stupid time with this movie. Um, and that's what I and, wanted like, to There's just like some you know? filmic stuff and like some like clearly like, uh, uh, like Sony, like having like big ideas of like what they want this stuff to be, uh, that I think like, ah, lean off, let, lean back. Like, trying too hard you're, we can smell you we can see you uh yeah. like you know that's that stuff I, I i feel like this movie falls uh falls victim to ultimately which is a shame because i think it has like tom hardy clearly cares about the character and he's clearly really funny as the character yeah and like the, like you said I, I i wish there was again like i wish they just put a little more effort into it right because i think the conceit of the romantic comedy stuff is really good but i feel like there, it's, not, it's few and far between you know too few and far between then they separate them in a way that as 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 hilariously ridiculous Venom in an underground rave club was, uh, I would have preferred more of the romantic comedy stuff happening with them stuck together the whole time. I would have rather had more of their bickering throughout, right? Like having him running around the city and still bickering, I think would have been more amusing to me rather than have the fight happen and then they just split apart and then we're watching the two of them separate. Because it feels like it feels like they were trying to paint by numbers. Right, like like they had the, the cards of different movie things that'd be cool, and then someone just dropped them and they scattered, and then they picked them back up, and it's like, did we get all the cards? Like, I don't know, just go, 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 we gotta do it. And so it's like checking boxes, but the boxes are all misaligned. It's like, well, it's movie two, so they gotta be separated. That's what happens. The hero loses his power in movie two, and it's just like, okay. And then we have this villain. Like, it just it felt like they were trying to check boxes, but the boxes yeah. were all a mess. Yeah. Yeah, I think like in the villain arc, in a lot of like the structure of the movie, uh, as you're describing, like you could just see like they they like they just like went back to the playbook, um, yeah. and it just doesn't fit. And like you can see, I that wish now. there was more Michelle Williams. I wish there was more Dan. I wish there was more of, of, of them interacting with Eddie and Venom. I wish there was a little more of that. You know, I thought that like the, their dynamic that we had at the end of the first one, I thought was fun. The dynamic we had a little bit in this one was also fun. 
I didn't really. I hope I. I'm glad it wasn't too pushed. Of like, oh man, I'm still in love with with her, right? Like, I I don't want that. Like, I rather I'd rather have the relationship of Eddie and Venom, which is where they're leading towards with it, and I preferred that. But their interaction with those two characters would have been really fun. At the end, it was fun. Dan trying to help and then having to run away was fun. Like Dan was all great. those things, I thought was, was were really great. And I just again wish there was more because cumulatively, that's like eight minutes of the movie. You know, are are, are those parts? I guess with those characters. And maybe like another eight minutes of the comedy beats that are really great. Uh, you know, maybe 11. You got yeah. 20 minutes, I guess, of, a, of an hour and a half movie that are like solid and funny. And then the rest is just a little not great. Yeah. And by a little not great, I mean a lot not great. This is, this is a short movie with, with a lot of bloat, uh, but it killed. It crushed at the box office. I know. Had, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, it had like a really, really, really big opening. And so like this is success for 100 percent and they will take uh, all the lessons they need from it yeah so this is how i become nihilistic by the way no this is it it's 100 percent it i've avoided i'm not gonna lie i've I've avoided thinking about this for a week i've avoided thinking about the fact that you just stated and it's it's not great it's not great well it did well i'm not i'm I'm gonna spiral i'm I'm gonna spiral down a hole it's gonna be really bad I'm gonna lie in this bed, like next. <laughs> you know what though? I think that, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna lie back on this bed and I'll have conversations with myself, and then uh, and then hopefully the world will change around me and it'll be nice. I think that uh, you know Venom Two doing really well is not like the hugest surprise to me. I think like maybe it's a surprise in so far as like the time we're living in that it did as well as it did uh, is maybe a little bit of, of a shock. Did, like didn't, the first, it, didn't it beat Shang-Chi opening weekend? I think, I think so. Um, yeah. I don't have that, that stat right in front of me, um, but it's the second biggest October opening after Joker, I believe. I know. Uh, yep. That's and also, it, and it did, uh, you know, the first one did well. So like, it's not a surprise that this one did well, but like they're going to make a Morbius, the living vampire movie with Jared Leto, or like it's already made, it's coming out allegedly. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to make this Craven the Hunter movie with Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven. I'm like, sorry, what? Yeah, that's a thing. Um, and are these, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. It's real. I, love, I just, this is the other thing. This is the other thing that's so weird and it's so <laughs> Gotham. Maybe that's the other thing. It's not, it's not even that they're making the good Batman stuff. They're making the bad Batman stuff to me where it's like, they're doing all these stories about these Spider-Man villains, and there's no Spider-Man. I mean, maybe they they will be by the time these two movies come out, and that's the big thing. But like, you're doing Craven, and you're doing Morbius, and you're doing Venom, and there's no Spider-Man. No how Spider-Man. Are those, how are those movies going to do? Is my question. Like Venom, like has like precedent. It did well. It's doing well. Venom is a recognizable character. Like. Uh, that third Spider-Man Raimi movie like tried really hard to kill Venom and it didn't happen. You know, like we like have a Venom that is like popularly received right now, whether you and I like him or not. Like, is anyone coming out in that same force for Morbius the Living Vampire? If they're connected, yes. Or the Craven movie, their universe, yeah, right. If they're doing their extended Spidey universe, probably. Uh, it depends on how much that connection is there. If that connection is revealed to be strong. In the subsequent trailers, yeah, people are going to go because cinematic universes sell, right? Like, especially big, powerful ones. And if they're going to co-star, like, look, 
dude, if Tom Holland's in those movies, yep, 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 yeah, people are gonna watch yeah, it. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Well, uh, I guess we'll deal with that as it comes up. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you think we get Tom Hardy Venom in No Way Home? I think at this point, probably, man. I um, want to watch him. Um, uh, I want Topher Grace to be Holland's back as face? Venom. No, I want Topher Grace's Venom to be back as well and for the Tom Hardy Venom to eat him. I actually did comment that. I forgot where. Uh, I, I maybe it wasn't fun. to you. Uh, but I was saying, like, the only thing worth it is if Tom, uh, yeah, like, Topher Grace Venom is there and this Venom just eats him. But still not worth it enough for me. Just, I don't, I, I, again. I know, I understand. I am I now it. worried about No Way Home, but is all I'll say. Okay. I'm excited about The Eternal still, because that seems completely disconnected. Uh, well, we got it, like, we're getting close to the point where we need to start looking ahead towards that stuff, but next week, we're not done talking about what if, as we said, so we're gonna do all of that, we're gonna, you know, uh, relitigate as much as we can. Um, like, is there a Venom question to get into? Is there further Venom talk to be had? Maybe, who knows? Like, I'm pretty good leaving it here, but, uh, we will... gonna come in yelling at me about... (laughs) We'll, well, we'll, we'll go where the show takes us, uh, is where I think, uh, we'll go there but um will we see venom by the end of the year again i think is an interesting question i would love to know uh from all of you out there and everything is super land do you expect that we're going to see tom hardy as venom in the mcu for spider-man no way home was this setting that up that's what i want to know right in super at post show recaps Dot com or interact with Kevin and I when you, yeah, you join the post show recaps Patreon, uh, which uh, I would expect has already happened because you were doing that at the start of the show. Uh, you were at patreon.com slash post show recaps signing up at that binge watcher level. So you get that campus tour of the post show recaps patron discord and get those exclusive bonus podcasts, including why a currently why ah focused on horror uh, with Kevin Mahadeo and Melissa Woodward. So you already did that and you could talk to us there in the discord uh about uh what you want us to discuss in next week's everything is super yeah why why ah is very fun we just did uh our first week which was the movie detention a very little known film but it's very very fun Uh, i actually really recommend that movie for people you should take a listen to the podcast super weird but it's a super fun movie and then uh this coming one we're doing the Goosebumps movie, which I'm so oh. pumped about. I'm so excited about that. That's Jack Black, uh, right? That's Jack Black. I never uh, saw it. I never watched he's it. He's great. He's great. I, I, I'm a huge Goosebumps fan. I owned up to like, I want to say 90 something of the books when they were coming out. Uh, I would get them delivered to my house and I would read them in the afternoon. I'm a big fan of Goosebumps. So it's going to be fun to talk about this film uh, along with my co host and a special guest, maybe. Ooh, very fun. Uh, so, hey, listen, if you want any of that stuff that we're talking about here, it's a click away. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. It would mean the world to us. We're celebrating all month long. We're having so much fun. We are party Thor in the post show recaps Patreon right now. And we want you to come to Vegas with us. Seriously, we have a casino. Uh, so consider it. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. We think you will have a fun time. Uh, we appreciate your consideration at any rate. Um, Kevin is at Kev Mahadeo. Kevin, what's up? Anything else that you want to talk about? Um, yeah, uh, I'm just going to throw out, uh, th- to watch, uh, Midnight Mass, which is something I finished. I don't remember if I was talking about that on this podcast. Midnight yeah. Mass is phenomenal. Uh, speaking of the month of October and horror is from Mike Flanagan. 
that man can do no wrong to me. Uh, I've seen his uh, old movie, like Oculus, he did, which is great. Hush, he did The Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. Uh, and now he did Midnight Mass. Phenomenal, phenomenal piece of work. Um, yeah, highly recommend that. I got to run into one of the actors from there, which was really exciting for me on a completely random walk with Gus. Um, I that you was, told was me that story. Moment. I was I was blown uh, away. So so was I. It was it was it's crazy. that L.A. magic. It is the L.A. magic. It made me very happy. Um, and uh, I'm watching Squid Game, so that's going great. Yes. And speaking of nihilism. <laughs> Yes, uh, I'm actually going to be talking about Squid Game over at Rob Has a Podcast with Rob Sesternino and Chappelle uh, on their uh, Nothing But Netflix podcast over at RHAP, talking about Squid Game this week, so I'm coming on to talk about it. I just finished it yesterday. Not for the faint of heart. Let me just say, you keep hearing about no. Squid Game. Do not tread... Uh, you cannot tread... Uh, do tread lightly. That's what we're trying to say. Like, yep. it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on in Squid Game. Uh, maybe not... If, if you don't like the violence, very violent. Very violent how, show, how, uh, the Squid Game. How would you do, Josh? How would you do in the Squid Game? I'd explode. Uh, immediately i would find out about the squid game someone would come and invite me to play it and i would learn what the first game was the stakes of that and i would then explode (laughs) what would happen if i found out about the squid game amazing Uh, yeah someday uh uh i feel like uh you know, if there's a season two, I feel like an episodic Squid Game podcast is probably something we would do around these parts. Um, like, I feel like it def- it definitely does warrant that in in the future. So let's hope for a, how successful a season it two. is. I feel yeah. like a season two is likely. Yeah, I think that that's probably true. Uh, so yeah, check that podcast out when it when it pops off on RHAP, and then check out all the other amazing things that are happening on Post Show Recaps. Right now, we'll be back next week with that bonus show. Just hit us up with things you want us to talk about. We're going to come in with recommendations and stuff. It's going to be a really fun podcast. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.